When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett podcast. The first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time, Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello everyone and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to the 12-time Calder Cup champions, your Hershey Bears. How's everyone doing? My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you back. It is a Monday, October 30th, 2023. It's the end of October already. It's the end of October. It feels like just yesterday we were welcoming the month of October and and romanticizing about fall and all that and excited the Paris hockey is going to happen and banner raising and all that. We're already through the first month. Of it, and we've already got played six games out of 72. Like I tell everyone, love, hug, and cherish all this because it's going to be gone before you know it. It will, but I'm doomed saying everyone, I really am. So let's get into this. I have three games to recap. Now, I know there was no Friday face off, there wasn't. And there's a real simple uh, explanation for this. There, there, there really is. Very simple. Um, I just didn't really do one. I had a very busy week last week, somewhat mostly. And what happened was just, I don't know. Things just never really came together. Um, I was still uh, getting back into things after getting back from Colorado and just... Things never materialized for me to do it. So, here we are. So, here we are. I got three games to cover. We got a lot to get through, everyone. So, let's get right into it. The Bears were back in action. We go way back to Wednesday, October 25th, as the Bears traveled up I-81 and concluded a four-game road swing as your Hershey Bears took on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins all the way up there in the arena in the shadow of a mountain, Mohegan Sun Arena. First time seeing these guys, and I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say this plenty of times throughout the show. I hope you're ready for more Wilkes-Barre over the past month, because you're going to see a crap ton of them. 
Hope you like phantoms. You're going to see a lot of them too. Hope you like bacon cheeseburger and mashed potatoes because that's all on the menu over the next month with some Bridgeport mixed in. But we'll get to that when the time comes. But time to renew the I-81 rivalry. You know, what is it with the American Hockey League and interstate rivalries? We have the 78 rivalry with Lehigh. We have the 81 with Wilkes-Barre. Syracuse and have the uh, New York upstate highway rivalry thing. Rochester and Utica are thing. Syracuse and Rochester. Toronto and and uh, and Rochester. The border war, they call it. And I don't even know what they call it up there in Canada with Toronto and Belleville and Utica. Utica. Laval. And Laval. I don't even know what they do up there. But it's just a thing. In the American Hockey League, it's like the Hudson River rivalry between the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. But we were there at it on a Wednesday night, and I was there to watch it with the wifey there at home. Thank you being a full-season ticket holder for the Hershey Bears, and I get free road games on the Ameri- on AHL TV. And the boys were getting ready to go. There were some adjustments here and there. A couple of guys were out as Hunter Shepard got his first call-up to the NHL starting for the Capitals there on a Wednesday. I thought, oh boy, I can watch that. I can do Watch Along with the Hockey Podcast Network. I can do that. It's at 7.30, but that's fine. It'll get done around 10. It's not like it starts at at freaking 8, but I can do that. I can watch the game. No, the games are on at the same time, so I can't. But we're but anyway, watching the boys, they're on the TV from afar, and um so glad all the Wilkesbury Scranton fans showed up. All nine of them. The it's prime sections still available there in Wilkesbury, and um hard to believe at one point when Wilkesbury was full of rabid, filthy, vile, no good bandwagon Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Tough times. They just haven't really come back. Also, the team hasn't really been that good. It hasn't. The team really hasn't. That's what happens when guys like RJ and Ron Hextall completely gut and drill the prospect system to where there's absolutely nothing except cast-offs and guys who don't care. That's what happens to your farm system. But the boys... We're going to take on Wilkes-Barre. We've been playing half-decent so far. Getting underway. Puck drop there. Underway at Mohegan Sun Arena. Zach, friend of the podcast, of course, there is at the card table all the way above Section 209. Yeah, that's what they do. But starting out in the game, Jake Massey goes off for hooking. Lovely. This power play for Wilkes-Barre has been decent. They've been been all right. I mean, they're uh, 12th in the league. Okay, that's that's a good thing. But the Bears' power penalty kill's been pretty good too. Pretty stout there in Providence. Did a good job over the weekend. I'm sure the boys will be fine. We're able to slap it out of the zone. It's a two-on-one for the Bears. Shorthanded. Going the other way. On Bloom. Who's that? Is that Net? Checks us. Bloomquist goes up net. Two-on-one slides over. Shot and they missed it. And they missed it. S- scooped up. Scooped up, throw it up the ice to Sam Poulin. That's two on one for Wilkesbury. A save at the one end. Poulin over to who's that? Number eleven. That's Nylander. Shit shoots scores. 
Alex Nylander just comes in, looks at Clay Stevenson and goes, Hi! In the net. The damn golden guard of Wilkes-Barre screen just puts it in the net and goes, Hi! Bye! And goes off to celebrate celebrate as that loud goal horn goes off. Haven't missed that at all. So much so that Zach has to turn down his traveling board because it absolutely spikes the mic whenever that thing goes off. Alex Nylander gets on the board, assist by Sam Pouillon, and it's Pouillon, Pouillon, Pull, who gives a crap, and it's one nothing Wilkes-Barre. Great. I would say the place is rocking, but um, it looks like a dive bar on a Tuesday night, and a crappy band shows up that nobody really wants to hear. Because they're terrible. Because they're a bunch of 40-year-old dads who are trying to reclaim their glory to... Who thinks they're a rock band in the 20s. And are doing bad covers of... Don't stop believing! Hold on to that feeling! And thinks they're going to recapture the days of the 20s. Nobody likes you, Wilkes... I'm rambling. Sorry. Sorry. But it's one nothing after one as the game kind of turns into a bit of a stale and sloppy game as the Bears' passes just aren't really connecting. That they try to get pucks through the neutral zone, they're broken up. Any attempt that's thrown into the zone gets knocked out or held down by Bloomquist and just throws right back out. Little things are off. Pucks bouncing off of tapes, guys not being where they're supposed to be. It's just... I don't know. It feels like something's off with the boys. And we head into the second period. And the physical play's picking up a little bit. Some boards being thrown around. And Sam Rode comes up and BAM! Tries to run over Dylan McElrath. And Dylan McElrath turns into Richard Nixon and takes down the name of every single son of a bitch that's hit him in this game. Game. Puck gets dumped in near... There in the corner, play up along the roads. Dylan McElrath, bam, knocks over a penguin. Strips him of the puck. Throws it o- over to Rowe. Rowe, Snively, shoots, he scores. Goes top corner on Bloomquist. And the Bears have tied it. What a play. Started by the physical play of Big Daddy Dylan McElrath. Daddy's had enough of your crap and is in one of those moods. And it's tied at one. All right, lads. Great job. And let's build off this. All right? The the building's not the horrible fan-charge powerhouse that it once was. But let's let's go. You, You gave up the first goal in Providence, and you were able to come back from that. You can do this here, too. And Wilkes-Barre's pressing a little bit. They're trying to get their cycle game going. Back up. Top it goes to St. Ivany, the saint of Wilkesbury to the circle. Wrister on the way, and it's in! What? It's in! What ha- What? He threw a puck in, and it just... It's a pinball goal. You throw a puck in, and it bounces off some knees, and it goes in the net. Okay. Goal goes to Sam Horde. It's the last... Person technically the puck touched. Assisted Jonah Kepinen and Jack St. Ivany. And it's 2-1 Wilkes-Barre. Prime. All right. All right. We've came back a lot this weekend. We can be fine. Cool. We'll be fine. As we go into the third. 
and the physical play is getting ratcheted up, and Wilkesbury's gonna they're gonna gut this out. And I've seen this play in Wilkesbury, and all we gotta do is get a goal in the first ten minutes, and then turn this into a clean slate hockey game for the rest of the game, and and played out zero zero the re- the rest of the time to- rest of the time. But Riley Sutter goes off for boarding. Yep, it was a legit. Legit call. Boys start working around. Ty Smith, former New Jersey Devil, gets it over to Inez Wines. Fires from the point, and Stevenson catches it. He got it. <laughs> he ain't got it. It's just laying there on the ice, and Sam Horde Sam Horde goes, thank you, <laughs> and puts it into the net. 3-1, Wilkesbury. Clay, I thought you had it. I Didn't we go over this, Clay? You did this against... Um, against Cleveland, poor rebound control. I mean, he, he thought he had it, like cradled it, but it just fell to the side of the net and Sam Hort's just there to slap it in. Easy rebound, easy goal, and the game gets put a little bit more out of reach. 3-1. And the Bears are trying to just really get their game going, but so many mistakes, so many missed passes. Guys not in the right spots. Cycle game just non-existent. Forechecking almost nothing out of the Bears. And even when they do keep the puck in the zone, again, the puck's just bouncing off the sticks. You can say ice conditions all you want, but sometimes it's got to come down to the team. It's got to come down to the execution. A few minutes later, Vinny Iorio collects a puck in his own defensive zone. Waiting for the line change to happen. Waiting for the line change goes to play. Fling the puck and you missed it. It's just right there. Right there. And Mark Godstone goes, yoink. I will take that. The blue line just skates right in. But Vinny's like, okay, I'm going to play back on defense. I'm going to play back. And he falls. Vinny, get up. What are you doing down? Mark Stone just walks and goes, that's too bad. Skates in, winds, fires, and he scores. Because Vinny Iorio fanned on the puck and fell over on his bum bum. Yep. That's how Wilkes-Barre gets an insurance goal. We whiff on a puck and fall on our butts. Now, I know. I know what some of you are saying out there. Oh, he's a kid. He's going to make mistakes. He should. He should. And it's early in the season. And you're right. It's early in the season. I shouldn't get on him because these type of things tend to happen. It's, it's early season. No reason to get upset over, over this. And as I'm typing this away on the phone, all right, typing this. What do you mean? There's a long stretch pass. Vinny Hoster in behind the defense. And he scores. 5-1 Wilkes-Barre with 14 minutes to go in the third. And we are done. I'm done. I'm done. Dare, turn it off. Turn it off. We're done. We're done. Put on Halloween Baking Championship. I'm done here. I am absolutely done. And the game was pretty much over. As Wilkes-Barre wins. 5-1 the final. Up there in Wilkes-Barre. The game's, the Bears' four-game winning streak was snapped. Three stars were Joel Blumquist, who went 19 for 20, Alex Nylander, and Sam Horde with two goals. And I'd look up his assist, but I don't care. So, you know, 
I, some of you would know in the past, I'd freak out over these early season losses and stuff like that. But I'm not going to do that here. I'm not. Reason being, because two reasons. A, we were on a four-game winning streak, and this was a do theory game. Do theory. Do. Four-game winning streak. Opponent you haven't seen. Emotionally charged game. And uh, you were due for a clunker. And uh, there's your clunker. There it is. A, oh well. Oh well. Learn from the tape. And you move on. On to the next one. We're on to Cincinnati, as Bill Belichick once said. That's what you have to do in stuff like this. And number two, something I've learned over the years. It's October. Steve Dangle helped me learn this. It's October. It October hockey is supposed to be fun because... Hockey's back. And this time of year, it's still early. It's not getting late early. We're not at that point yet. But the Bears, we know they're good. They're going to be fine. They've shown they can come back already. They've shown they can win on the road. So, okay. Three for four on a road trip? Two of those wins in a place we haven't won for one in four years? Fine. If you're telling me over the four-game road trip I'd get two wins in Providence but have a clunker in Wilkesbury, I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that. So, oh well. Let the baby pens feel good about themselves. Let them let them enjoy their lives up there in Northeast PA where it's cold, gray, and miserable 40% of the year. Just go. Let them enjoy it. And we move on. To Saturday, 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 Saturday. The Bears were back home on a Saturday as we welcomed the I-78 series and the Lehigh Valley, don't call us Allentown Phantoms, came up for their first time. And it's, again, get ready to see these guys a lot over the next, next couple of months, next couple of weeks, I should say. And uh, once again, no Hunter. And we are going with Clay Stevenson once again in this game. And there were some fans who said, Ugh, Clay Stevenson needs to be replaced. Ugh, send him to South Carolina. Uh, when are we going to get Hunter back? My niece really likes Hunter. Uh, Clay's terrible. Why are we keeping him around? Shut up, Denise. Shut up. Like, I want to hear it. And I'm there at Giant Center on, on Saturday, and uh, it's Schedule Magnet Night. And I'm eager to get this. I always love Schedule Magnets because it acts as an impromptu calendar. But um, also, it we're getting summer's one last surge here in PA. And typically, this tends to happen at the beginning of October. You get that one last 80-degree stretch where you think about keeping the shorts out for a little bit longer and you run the AC and your AC is going, bro, you know it's October. Why are you running your AC? But, um, yeah, you get that one last stretch of summer before uh, fall really kicks in and you get the cold, gray days of autumn. And I'm standing there in line waiting to uh, to get in. And one of the fans of the show, she comes up and she goes, hello, hello, Richard. Hey, how you doing? Doing. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, it's 5'10". I want to get in. 
It's warm. I'm wearing a wearing a hockey jersey. There's too many people in with my people. Let's. I just want to get in. And this is what I hear behind me. It's too hot for hockey. This is not hockey weather. Really? Really, Megan? Really? This is what I'm going to hear out of you? Thankfully, someone like their husband or somebody she knew piped up and said, said, well, it's not, it's, it can be warm if it's the Calder Cup finals. Yeah, but this isn't hockey weather. It's too hot. 80 degrees is not hot, Denise. It's not. Again, why is there people among my, there's too many people with my people. This is why I'm doing more press run games. This is really getting why. But we go in. We go in. A decent healthy crowd for a Saturday. Not a ton of people showed up. 8,000 people my butt. So it's more like six. But a very big difference between what showed up um, two weeks ago as opposed to what showed up today. And this is what happens. This is what happens. Before you people think I'm ragging on the attendance too much, I'm not. This always happens. It's the sugar spike. People show up because it's opening night and it goes back down because it's still football season. It's still decent weather. And then the holidays will show will show up and then people will do other things. People will go to the park. People will go be with family. People will do other stuff except come to Hershey Bears hockey. So... That's what happens. Peoples won't start showing up until February or March. This is just how the nature of the beast is. But on an October night, the Bears go at it against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Lehigh wearing those lovely black uniforms that they have. I absolutely love them. And your goaltending tonight is Clay Stevenson once again against Cal Peterson. Wait, wait, wait. Former L.A. King, Cal Peterson, that guy? The one that Phoenix Copley beat out for a job? Wait a second. Let me go to to uh, to Google with this. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, I know he plays for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Yes, I know. Hockey DB, please come home for me. Uh, yeah, the guy who Phoenix Copley beat out for, for a job. Yep was with the LA Kings in 2023 before being shipped down to the Ontario Reign and then shipped out to the Phantoms. Also, former Irish, former Notre Dame goaltender, Prime. Good for him. Good for him. So first period against between the Phantoms and and the Bears, two teams really feeling each other out, but the Bears getting a decent amount of opportunities. There are some penalties that go... Go on. Lemigus goes off early for tripping. It's legit. A little bit later on in the period, I'm down there on my phone. Oh, look, there's a fight going on. Wait, wait, what? Jimmy Huntington and Parker Genning going at it. Oh, I got to watch this. And they're already down on the ice. They're already down wrestling and fronting. And Jimmy Huntington's like, get up. One more punch on him. And before they send him off. Okay, five minutes for fighting. Off you go. Go, but the Bears get a power play late in the period. Ethan Sampson goes off for hooking, for hooking, and and Miro gets a puck around, throws it around to Joe Snively below the goal line, throws up to Pierre Dubé, wine fire scores. P 
Piertrick, Piertrick Dupe with a laser right past Cal Peterson. I don't think he even saw it. And it goes into the net. Bears are up. one nothing late in the first. Piertrick Dubé with the goal. Joe Snively with the assist. And Ivan Miroshenko. And I'll agree with Coach. It's either Ivan or Miro. I'm going to call him Miro. Miro crush is Miro day. And it's one nothing Hershey. All right. Great job by the boys as we take a one nothing lead into the locker room. And, um, you know, I really like this. That it's not like Wilkes-Barre. We get that first goal. And we're going to take it to these rivals. We're going to get on them early. We're going to jump on them early. And force them to play our game. But the passes were connecting. The play was really was really well. But we were noticing that the puck wasn't really sliding as much as it did. And ice conditions were brought up on the t- on the on the television side, and I think because of the warm weather, and I mean the really warm weather, and maybe the pucks weren't frozen enough, maybe they weren't cold enough. Don't know, but sometimes you have nights where the pucks just flying, it just goes right down the ice, and this time, like you go puck around the boards and just right around the boards, hit a corner and just and just stop. Right on the ice. So, you want those quick passes? They're not happening. You want a puck to ride around the boards knowing that knowing that your one teammate's coming in on the other side of the boards to collect it? That ain't happening. He's going to need the wheels because he needs to get to the puck instead of the puck coming to him. So, I'm a little frustrating, a little rough. But, uh, one nothing Bears after one. Into the second we go as a physical play really starts piping up because, well, it's the Bears and the Phantoms it. After all, it's um it's almost tradition at the at this point. And big hit gets thrown on gets thrown on. Thrown on. Aaron Ness comes over and BAM gets a phantom. Another phantom comes over, starts pushing and shoving, and there's a crowd there at the at the Bears blue line. Why are you doing this? Aaron Ness takes the puck, leads a three on two the other way. Get him back! Scarbosa! Feeds over to wide open Mike Vecchione and he scores! That's how you get him! You get him back on the scoreboard! Who cares? Don't instigate the fight! Go score on him! Mike Vecchione, the roaring man, gets it in! And it's 2-0 Hershey and up yours, Lehigh! Yeah, all that fighting stuff just cost you. And it's 2-0. Great job, boys. And again, yes, there was physical stuff. There was booga, booga, booga going on at the blue lines. But in all the confusion, you just go, I'm just going to take the puck and yuck. Right down you go. And Aaron Ness, he was off to the races. He's like, Leroy! And leads the leads it in there over to Scarbosa. And Scarbosa over to Vecchione in the net. Well done, guys. And it's 2-0. And the and some more penalties were played off in this. And... Uh, <laughs> All right, so I kind of have to talk about this. So, um, Nick Kubel goes off for a high sticking. Double minor, four minutes on the board. Woof, means he drew blood. So, all right, he's going to go off for four. It's going to be a little rough, but okay. Okay, no sooner they get in. Face off, broken stick, and Aaron Ness is 
Going off for a slashing on the face-off. It's a five-on-three. Oh, no! They could get back in this. But something the Phantoms have been having trouble with on their power play. They don't have a grip-it-and-rip-it guy. It's like the guy at the point will stand there, get it to the guy in the circle, and the guy in the circle will be like, eh, I don't like this. Uh, back to the point. The point guy will be like, all right. Over to the other circle guy, and the other circle guy looks, looks. Cross ice pass, broken up, <clears throat> out of the zone. They'll get back in. Get back in. Set up to the boards, to the point. Point over to the circles. He wants to fire. Fakes it. Thinks he's being smart, but throws it back out to the point. To the point. Over to the circle guy. He's not going to shoot. He'll throw it down low. But the down low guy, he doesn't want to do a cross pass because there's nothing there. Goes back out to the circles and then back out to the point. Do you see where I'm going with this? There's a lot of passing, but there's no pulling the trigger. And it's real easy for a team just to stand there and be like, now they're just going to pass it. Oh, 21? <laughs> he's not going to shoot. 21's not going to shoot. Oh, 51 at the point? Ah, no, he's just, he won't do anything. Oh, 23 over there in the circle? Nah, he won't. Just stand here, dude. You'll be fine. Just as long as you watch the two guys down low, we'll be fine. We got this. And it was just all too easy. And the Phantoms, Cooper Morty, pulls down a bear from behind. And uh, it was a legit call. So five on three becomes a four on three. And we were able to take that to the locker room. However, though, we still had at least like four minutes of penalties to work through because a four-on-three eventually became a four-on-four. Then that got done. Then a four-on-four became a five-on-four, a regular power play. And then finally, we got back to five-on-five. So for all of you keeping track on home, that that was a four-on-three. Go to a four-on-four to a five-on-four to a five-on-five. Confused? Good. All you need to know, the Bears were able to kill it off. All of it. Some of it was Wilkes-Barre's doing. Others was a good penalty kill. Just getting rid of it. Getting rid of it. And all we got to do is just keep this going. Keep it up. And the Bears lead another rush down down the ice. Even Merrill Schrinker over to Dubay. Fires and he scores! Pierre-Trick Dubay. That's two. Two for due. Two for due. Bay. And the Bears are up 3 nothing. I think we're fine. I think we're good here. Ivan Miroshenko would get the primary assist. Ryan Hoffer, his first point. The third line, the bottom six lads getting in on it. 3 nothing. We're doing good. Logan Day would go off for roughing. Who cares? We kill that off. Cooper Morty off for rushing. He's okay. We got this. Four minutes and a half minutes to go. Off comes Cal Peterson. Lee dumps it in. They try to get some stuff going, but again, it's the same damn thing. Damn thing. Bears are able to break it, break it up. Great sliding effort by Joe Snively, who slaps it up. Up uh, Logan Day at his own blue line goes, just goes, yeet! Right down the ice, and it's going, it's going right dead center. He scores! Mayday! 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 Logan Day! Gets his first regular season goal as a bear? Wait a minute. He scored for... No, he only played 40, 36 games last year. Never got his first goal until the Hartford series. So yeah, this is his first regular season goal as a Hershey bear. 
Mazel tov. Logan Day, his first. Joe Snively. And that's pretty much it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Phantoms. Bears win it. 4-0 the final. Shut out and shut down. Clay Stevenson goes 32 for 32. Your three stars were Logan Day with the third, Pietrick Dubé with the second star, and Clay Stevenson, number one star on the ninth. 32 save shut out. Yes. Somebody get that man a 20-man, 20 20-piece 20 McNugget after that because he deserves it. Just a great job. Great bounce back game by the guys. The penalty kill going 8 for 8. And that's not a typo. That's a real thing. 8 for 8. 23 penalty minutes for the Bears. 15 for the Phantoms. The Bears going 1 for 3 on the power play. The Phantoms going 0 for 8. Special teams and defense. And the Bears just simply had more of it. And it was just great. The bounce back you needed. The confidence you needed to get back. Clay Stevenson needed a game like this. Passes were connecting better. And it's just great to be back at home. This Phantoms team, I, I don't know how they got into the spot that they are. How they're as good as their record were. They were 3-2 and two coming into the game. They're not terrible. They ain't great, Bob. But they ain't terrible. So we'll see. It's early in the season. But we'll see. And we'll have one more game to cover this weekend. And that's where, well, the Pens come back. And we'll get to that right after this. Bears fans, by the time you listen to this, well, it could very well be November or just hitting the end of October. As I said earlier, the gray days of autumn are upon us. Yes, the days are getting short And the nights are long. And the trees age like a fine wine. And you may not think that that you need a good present this time of year. Sure, we all think. (laughs) Who puts out Christmas stuff this this time of year? Well, masochists do, number one. Or maybe that neighbor, Christine, who just completely gives up on Thanksgiving altogether and just puts out her Christmas decorations out in November. But anyway... You need to get in on your Christmas shopping early. You need to get in on it early. Start at ground zero. Get in before everyone else. And don't listen to the commercials that that tell you it's Black Friday all November long. No, that's a scam. They're getting you. But you know where you can get a good quality product at cheap low prices without it being Black Friday? That's, of course, Raycon. You can get the best deals from them because while they are doing an early Black Friday sale, they actually actually mean it. Going on for savings up to fit, nearly 15, 50% off of their regular pr- prices. Now, I know. I know. You heard, you've heard me talk about Raycons before. And there's a reason, reason why. I enjoy listening to music while I'm at work on my break. Because I don't want to hear the discussions at work. I don't care what Jen's doing. I don't care about the guy walking into the break room whistling because that's his thing. And I don't care about the old man who sits there talking to, to himself. I just don't. I just want to put my earbuds in 
and listen and go into my own little world. Maybe I'll listen to some wrestling news. Maybe I'll listen to some other hockey podcasts or just whatever music I need to be in my own world for while I am at work. And Raycons are definitely that type of product. They fit in your ear just fine so you don't have to worry about discomfort. Their Bluetooth technology is able is able to fit up with almost any device you have. And with a 32-hour battery life, you know you're getting a quality product and one that will last. Companies may try to mark up prices on cheap products just to get you to buy it this Black Friday, but that's not the case with, with Raycon. They have many five-star reviewed. reviewed. Their Magic 180 cable allows you to charge your iOS micro USB Type-C devices Eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. We all know chargers, they can they can be fleeting, they can be good, they can be bad, or maybe you just got to put them the right way so the wires can charge up just, just right. But folks, I'll tell you, these chargers, they will get the job done each and every time. Raycon knows, is known for, for bringing you high-quality, and thoughtful features at half the price in premium tech brands. It's no wonder a lot of their products have five-star star reviews. And if you just want to get your Christmas shopping done and out of the way, there's no better way to do it now. To do it with Raycon right now. Now, to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit early, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with certain <clears throat> products up to 50% off. Get in on the ground floor. Get in on ground zero of your Christmas shopping right now. Get the shopping done now and enjoy all the greatness of the holiday season later. So hurry to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, folks. NFL action is still going on strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League, has you covered we're heading into the meat and potatoes of the football season right now baseball will be wrapping up soon your local football will be wrapping up and college football is down the home stretch as we'll soon be hitting conference championship and holiday tournaments as well with just a hint and a sprinkle of maybe some midnight madness along the next week week or two and DraftKings Sportsbook will get you in with $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stop, stopping there as all customers can take advantage of a sweet, sweeter offer every game day in the month of October. And again, folks, I'm telling you, we have plenty of football to bet on, bet on whether it's Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, even some Tuesday, Wednesday action action. You can get in on. There's plenty of offers and odds every day at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
So get in on the game day greatness and download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-HOPE-NY or visit HOPE-N or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 day hours after insurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, and now Raycon getting in on the holiday festivities. Thank you for sponsoring this show. All right. It's time to keep this going as we're back at it on a Sunday afternoon as those no good, filthy, dirty, rotten, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton baby penguins come into town for a 3 o'clock start on a Sunday it means that my beloved needed to be there at <laughs> noon. <laughs> at noon. <laughs> Lovely. Although, truth be told, with me doing this podcast and everything and being on first, I think this 3 o'clock thing's just a little bit better than the 5. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Y- y- later in the days, maybe a little bit better, but I-, I think this is better. I mean, yeah, I get to the hockey rink about 1, and I'm back up on press row. And I'm up there around 1 p.m. Everybody kind of has that whole, hey, man, hey, yeah, we're here early on a Sunday. Yep. Everybody kind of has that get the coffee or get the energy drink vibe to them because we all needed to get the to get the train going, train going here a little bit. But the Bears and the Penguins are going to go back at it once again. But we got news early on the day that Hendricks LaPierre got called up to start up there in D.C. with Nick Doubt going on IR. So, pulling from the Bears, but unlike a couple years ago, we got the bodies to do it. So, the Bears are looking to get some revenge on on this day. This day, going up again against the Penguins. It is Hunter Shepard grabbing his palisman and getting back out there as he's taking on... Who is that? Who is that down there? Garrett Sparks! Old Sparky, he's back. You might remember him from such teams as the Toronto Marlies, the Orlando Solar Bears, and Vegas. Was he in Vegas? I think. He was in Vegas for a hot moment. Anyway, he was also in Orlando a good bit. Jesse was telling me all sorts of stuff about Garrett Sparks, but 
We've also, I'm up there on press row. We got a good amount of scouts there with us. We got guys there from Colorado and Columbus and Vancouver. And they're all over there on the coffee talking to each other. Where they got your station now? I'm in Colorado. (laughs) Uh, That's a boys club I don't think I'll ever be a part of. I'm trying to, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I know I'm in the sports media world, but I want to be more. And I'm trying to find my way in. I really am. I'm trying to see where this and myself fits. I'm trying to. But anyway, I'm up there and I'm hearing from the other guys, hey, you know, we got some Penguin Scouts here. Well, of course we do. It's Wilkes-Barre. And I noticed that there's a guy with glasses and short hair. He looks familiar. Who is that? And I looked down on my phone, Corey, Corey Schwartz, friend of the show. Piers, we got some... Fil- Pittsburgh Brass here, including Kyle Dubas? Wait. Penn's GM? Kyle Dubas? Him? Former Leafs GM? Former Marley's GM? Kyle Dubas. Him. The one who traded for Eric Carlson. He's here? Okay, okay, okay. Played cool. All right. He's there with his boys he's there in the opponent's scouting room that's away from you don't talk to him don't talk to him to make eye contact you're here for a certain game you're not here for him you're here for this and what's in front of you but of course ladies and gentlemen we got to address the elephant in the room that um the bears held a moment of silence if i could be serious here for a moment for adam johnson former penguin former Phantom, Penn's prospect, who unfortunately died in the overnight between Saturday into Sunday, all the way over there in the UK in the Elite Ice Hockey League. I think he was with the Nottingham Panthers, I think. As a player was falling over, a skate came up and got him right in the jugular. Tip of the skate, or the back part of the skate. Nothing you can do. It just came up and got him. And yeah, for those of you who are old enough, a certain Sabres goaltender, yeah, shades of that. And that and that man survived it. Thank you to what a knowledgeable trainer could do. Keeping his hand on that jugular vein, keeping a towel there, keeping that blood, most of the blood flowing and not letting him bleed out. Adam... Was not so lucky. He died. And this is hard to talk about because, well, I didn't know the guy. I didn't know him. And I'm not going to post on social media like I do. Like I do know him. I'm not going to post, so sad, my heart is broken and aching prayers to his family. My God. God, that's Twitter BS. That is such crap. I don't care if the person means it or not. It's so copy and paste. Everybody says it. Everybody says stuff like that when there's an event in their life. My heart is aching. You hear that all the time and it loses meaning. It's words. And the actions that I saw, actions mean more than words, mean more than whatever X or Twitter does. 
that the actions taken by the Bears and the Pens tonight, who skated out there and stood together, side by side, alternating Bears and Penguins together, whether that was meant to or not, stood there in unity, in a moment of silence for their brother that was fallen. And all I can tell him is that may the hockey gods welcome him in. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Though the, the greats up there that have passed on, Gordy Howe, Bobby Hall, they'll pat the kid on the back and say, grab a stick and join the game. The great hockey game that goes on in heaven. And you'll say hi to a bunch of kids, a bunch of junior players from Humboldt. Don't feel bad there, Adam. They've been there just recently. They've been there for not that long. And Adam will be welcomed in to that great hockey rink in the sky. So what the Bears did was great. What what the two organizations were able to do to have a moment of silence for a fallen brother was great. And meant more than any 140 characters on X or Twitter could ever do. So that's all I'm going to say on this. And yeah, I'm going to move along because it's hockey and we keep playing. We play through the pain and the tears because that's part of the healing. Let's go. The puck is down and we are underway at Giant Center on a Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock start. God's playbook in the morning. Coach's playbook in the afternoon. Bears get the puck in. Flo- goes all the way back out to the point and Chase Presky's able to keep it in quickly. Quickly stops it there on the edge of the blue line and fires back right back in. Was that offsides? It looks offsides. My buddy Danny said it was offsides. I'm up there on press row. I'm like, that's not really offsides. The guys are up there in 217. That's offsides. Apparently it's not. Down low to Scarbosa. Scarbosa to Frank all alone looks at Sparks and goes, hi. In the net and Frankie scores. Ethan Frank gets his second of the season, I believe. I don't know. The Bears app doesn't really have that. And I don't trust the American Hockey League app as of yet. Ethan Frank gets on the board with a brilliant feed by Scarbosa. And the Bears are up. One nothing on Wilkesbury. Awesome job by by the boys. Great to see as Ethan Frank. Gosh, I hate. I'm trying to look up on the American Hockey League app, and what what really gets me going is that um is that instead of showing how many goals they have, it just shows their players' number, and I'm like, I don't care about their players' number. I just want to know how many goals they have up till that point anyway Ethan Frank gets his Scarbosa with the assist Chase Presky with the assist and it's one nothing Hershey all right great job great job by the boys and Wilkesbury responds the only way they know have by taking a boarding penalty ah! absolutely take a board boarding penalty and and the Bears get set up there on the power play Alex Alex Limagas gets set Set up, looking, throws one. Scarbosa over to Frank, fires, he scores! Ethan Frank again! Our baby boy, two goals on three shots. Ethan Frank gets another one. Mike Scarbosa, another assist. Alex Limagas. Oh, wait, Alex Limoges. 
I gotta get this right. Limoges. It's something. Two nothing Hershey. All right. Let's keep this going in the Bears do a good whistle-free period. The Bears are just dominating, getting all their shots are connecting. The in-between legs passes, not the in-between one, but throwing one between the defenses. The passes are connecting. Garrett Sparks is being left all alone. Four checking is causing havoc. So much so that Jimmy Huntington is that out that Limoges is able to save it again up there at the point throws it down to Jimmy Huntington is left all alone with Snively Snively has it over to Jimmy Jimmy back over to Snively who shoots and he scores getting Sparky to go back and forth and back and forth and who cares it's in the net and it's three nothing Hershey at the end of one wow what a period I might need a drink after that. Don't mind if I do. And it's 3 nothing. And Garrett Sparks not having a good night. Who went uh, uh, 9 for 12 in that period. Hunter Shepard playing rather good. Doing good. Keeping Wilkes-Barre at bay. But you knew there was no way the Bears were going to dominate all 60 minutes. Not because they're not good. But at some point, Wilkes-Barre's got to do a bit of a pushback. And they did. They had a penalty. They had a power play to start the period because for some odd reason, Jimmy Huntington went off for high sticking at the end of the period. Okay. Okay, and they get it up to the point. Fadoon up there at the point. Throws one in. Deflected. Scores. High Sticks able to knock it out of the air, but Hunter challenges it right away. And uh, we go to look at it. We go to the videotape. Lights came on. Goal light came on. Rev comes out, looks at it, and says, still 3-0, still 3-0, but the Bears take another penalty as Scarbosa goes off for slashing. That gets killed off. Logan Day gets called off for tripping. Can't keep taking these penalties in a row, you guys. Just can't, but Penguins, they're up at the point. Horden winds, fires! Fires all it tips in, and Hunter's like, I got it! I think I got it, and just the puck trickles down. He doesn't have it, and they're jamming and burning and poking away at it, and Sam Pouillon just in the net as Hunter never had it, and it's 3-1. And it's 3-1. Sam Pouillon scores, assist to Xavier Olette and Sam Horde, and it's 3-1. Lovely. 3-1. And uh, the building got a little quiet. Just a little quiet there. <laughs> got a little quiet. Because we're, um, okay, is Wilkes-Barre going to come back? Are they going to be able, they can. We saw them drop five goals on us. They can do it. Are they going to do it? Wilkes-Barre goes off for tripping as Jonah Kuppinen goes off. Uh, Wait, Xavier Olaf goes off for hooking, my. My bad, and the Bears get a power play of their own. Second line goes out, back out there. Pietrick Dubay looking on the circles. Wine shoots. Saved by, saved by, wait, still Sparks. Yeah, still Sparks out there. Jimmy Huntington, second shot, rebound. Snively, and he scores with a wide freaking open net. Joe Snively with the easiest goal you will ever see. Sparky never had it. And it's 4-1 Hershey, and order has been restored. 
up by three goals. Joe Snively gets his sec- second of the game. Jimmy Huntington, another assist. Patrick Dubé gets another one, and it's 4-1, and we're fine. So at the end of the second period, I'm going to make the move, do this, waiting for immediate timeout. I walk up to Kyle Dubas. I'm like, excuse me, you're Kyle Dubas, aren't you? Yeah. Like, I'll, hey, you GM, you know, I'm a bit of a Penguins fan myself. So let's say you're doing really great. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. And folks, if I can be serious for a moment, this was the most scary and most uncomfortable thing I have ever one of the uncomfortable things I've ever done. Take away what I did last weekend without there in Colorado. This was so scary to talk to him. What? It's just a GM. What are you so scared about? I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's because I challenge myself to make more connections in the sports world. Why I'm doing all this. But this was scary to talk to him. It was like talking to barbecue Bruce last year. It, it, I'm not used to this world. I want to be a part of it, but I don't know a lot of it, and I'm scared of it, and I don't know. Emotions. Ugh. So we go into the third. Into the third period we go, and all we got to do is put this little baby to bed, and we'll be fine. We'll absolutely be fine, and um, they change goalies. Now in goal is Joe Bloomquist. Hmm. Interesting. Sparky wasn't that bad. I mean, if he gave up a goal earlier in the second, you have him on the hook, but why are you putting Bloomquist in? And I look over to Kyle and I go, and I'm thinking, hmm, methinks a power play is in play here. Maybe they want to bring him up to Pittsburgh sooner rather than later. Or maybe they want to see what assets they have. Hmm, interesting. Into the third we go, and the Bears, just all they know is that they got to do is press a little bit and play their game and they could put this little baby to bed. They're going to try Bloomquist early and start peppering with shots in on him. Joe Snively is able to throw one in and it's a net mouth scramble in front. Scrambling around. Alex, shot. Bloomquist kicks it out. He has nowhere it is. Jimmy Huntington grabs it, spins, shoots, and he scores! Out of a net mouth scramble. Jimmy Huntington gets one in. Jimmy gets it in. Alex Lamos with another assist for him. Joe Snively, that's a three-point game for him. Three points for Lamos as well, and three points for Huntington. And it's 5-1 Hershey, and it's a laugher at this point. It's an absolute laugher. We're fine. Just bring this little baby right in. And we'll be good. And, of course, we get later on in the third, and there's pushing and shoving and mean stuff. And someone's shoving number 10. Is that Miro? Tyler Fuden's pushing and shoving him, getting right in the face, and Miro's going, that's it! Miro crushed! Boom! Bam! Bam! And Miro's going! Oh my goodness, Miro's going! Miro mad! Miro crushed! Miro squash! Is Russia, you'd be dead! Bam! Bam! And just, sorry about that, hit a corn here, but you get the point. Miro just absolutely goes after a Wolfsburg guy. Wow! All right there, uh, Miro. He can throw down when he wants to. Apparently, Alex said, he's fight when needed. Must fight when needed. But uh, Miro, good on him, lad. Good on him. 
He goes off for fighting the captain, Taylor Fudin. Fudin, food done for the night, if you ask me. And all right, we're, we're doing good. We're bringing this little, this little uh, baby down here. And then all of a sudden, wait, Mike Scarbosa's down. I'm hearing a rumbling down in the corner. What's going on? Mike's down. And he can't put any leg weight on his leg. Oh, great. It's the annual Mike Scarbosa injury. Now, from what I heard from everyone, apparently there was a slew foot down there. Just took the legs out from underneath him. And he could not put any weight there on a leg. Great. Absolutely great. It's Wilkes-Barre, after all. Because if they can't have nice things, neither can we. But later on there in the third, a rush comes up, led on. Jake Massey brings it up as Nick on Bell shoots and rebounded Trenton, and he scores! Bogdan Treniev, the import. Treniev gets his first professional North American goal. Gets it on the board, and it's 6-1, Hershey. Six! And go warm up the bus. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre. Bears win it. Six to one the final. And uh, I can tell you this. Those last five minutes, the Scarbosha injury, the fight, the late goal. Just remember, we got to play this team a lot over the next three weeks. This is setting the trend. So those of you who like ye old time physical hockey where two teams hate each other, well, that fire has gotten started. And we play these guys in Wilkes-Barre on Friday. <laughs> Should be fun. Three stars of the night. Ethan Frank third, Jimmy Huntington second, and Joe Snively first. And another quality win for the boys. Absolutely great for them to, you know, bad... Bad loss there on uh, on Wednesday, even though you're kind of overdue for it and stuff like that happens. But you come into a game like this against your rivals and you get two dominant home wins, you win the weekend still? Good on you. Good on the lads. So let's take a look at the standings. As um, But before we do, I think before that, got a little audio I'm going to play for you guys. Um, got this, was able to get some, uh, post-game audio. First sound you'll hear is Ethan Frank talking about the game and whether he's going to defend his fastest skater title out there in San Diego. And the second one is going to be your goaltender, Hunter Shepard. He's a bit of a soft talker, so just kind of work with it. Tony Adirondacks of InsideAHLHockey.com was there conducting most of the questions, so that's who you're going to hear. Makes, so... Enjoy the audio, and I'll see all of you on the other side. Agreed. This definitely felt like a game, as people have said on social media, of flipping the script as you guys got got blown out, unfortunately, in Wilkes-Barre. Um, in your mind, what was some of the bigger differences between tonight's game and Wednesday night's game? Um, just more together on the same page. Um, that was probably the biggest thing I noticed. We did a little bit better job of getting pucks in deep, and I know Nelly was harping on us a little bit to do more of that. 
Um, but yeah, we just seem more connected and um, a lot more jump and energy to our game. How great was it to see tonight, to see some of the uh, middle six jumping in, um, Huntington getting three, Lamos getting getting three. We're starting to see those guys, see those guys um, get some more uh, production um, out of the middle six. Yeah, for sure. We know we have a deep roster, and um, we know that any given night, any one of the four lines or any one of the D pairs can can blow out of offense. And so we know that um, no matter what, as long as we're playing hard and playing the Bears hockey that Nelly wants us to play, that any line can produce. Uh, definitely. Um, did you guys have any uh, congratulations for Loppy for he for heading up to DC? Um, yeah, I know a couple guys did. I don't know if a lot of guys saw him as I was walking into the rink for yesterday's game. Uh, it was when he was walking out with his bag, and so I'm usually one of the first ones here. <laughs> but uh, we know that he's going to take care of business up there. He's a solid player and a great kid. And la and lastly, we'll we'll get you uh, uh, out of here on this. Um, still, uh, still looking to be the fastest bear out there. Maybe trying to defend your title out there in San Jose this year. Uh, yeah, for sure. If that if that happens, that'd be great. Um, you know, just taking it one game at a time, and I know that uh, me and my line mates are going to do whatever we can to have success night in and night out. And if that happens, and so be it. I'll do my best to hold that record. Thank you, Ethan. Yeah, thank you. And then just you know, you're sort of the team's way against Wilkes on Wednesday. Um, sort of bounce back here with two big wins on the weekend and a big one today. Yeah, I mean, I think it was really good to see Clay yesterday. You know, get back in there and respond. That's a sign of a mature goalie. I mean, it's like you're going to have bad games. But, you know, he played awesome yesterday, so not to get us a start on the weekend like that. And, you know, and coming here tonight and put together a good 60 minutes in. So, you know, I think you kind of owe him one from, you know, us earlier this week or other. Yeah, good. Uh, sort of, I know there wasn't a lot of shots that you faced early on. It was sort of tough to, to stay sharp in the game, uh, you know, especially early in that first period. Uh, I mean, I think. Yeah, it's always, I mean, it's always nice to get a few, you know, feel good ones, but that's not, that's not like, it's not gonna happen like two games of problems. You know, first shot was in both nights. So, uh, I mean, you can't, you can't just gotta, you know, go with the flow and be able to mentally stay in it, regardless of what happens early in the game. But, um, you know, kind of, you get the first few out of the way and you can get in the rhythm, it's always ideal, for sure. And then just, I mean, sort of a whirlwind for you. I know maybe in the moment kind of hard to process things with the, with the NHL debut and the win. Um, but now that you're, you're sort of back here, have you taken any time to sort of reflect on that whole, you know, quick experience up, up in Washington? I mean, I haven't really had the time to be honest. Uh, it, was, uh, it was cool. You know, my, my whole family came out. And, uh, man, I get to see them super long after the game. But it's nice to you know, see them much during the season. So, uh, it's, you know, you, you got a pretty good support system when you get 13 people up. Give me jersey on a day's notice. So was, that was awesome. Uh, you know, I uh, drove up yesterday. I had a flight today, so uh, yeah, it was good. I, you know, I love the guys here, and the staff here. Uh, like when you do get sent down, you know, this is probably the best place you could get sent to, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, it's a good, good uh, weekend for us. And I sort of mentioned, uh, you know, just mental toughness and staying through. That's sort of maybe been a mantra throughout your career. Uh, sort of a long time coming, you know, to get that NHL opportunity. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think just like my upbringing, you know, not having like uh, anyone in my family that really played hockey. Uh, like my dad helped me, you know, like as much as he could until I, you know, got kind of older. Um, but like, he was big on, you know, mental toughness. And then I, you know, I had coaches 
yeah, and then Grant Cotton growing up, and then my goalie coach Lane Sevy and Juniors, and my goalie coach Grant Nicklin in college. Like, they were all like really good fits for me because like, you know, when you're not maybe the biggest goalie or you might not be the best goalie or you know what people you know look for in the prototypical guy that plays you know at, at the highest levels, uh, you gotta make up for it in other ways. And I think trying to be you know mentally tough, whether it's it's been years where I haven't been a starter or, you know, like in, in a particular game, like, you know, in the finals last year against Coachella, like they go up 2 nothing, you know, just to, to be able to stick with it. And, you know, like, you got to have the mindset, you know, when you get scored on that, you know, if they're lucky to score on you, that's not going to happen again. And that's not always the case, obviously, but like, that, I mean, that's the way you got to think. So it's just my mindset for sure. Sort of mentioned, you know, the support system, but uh, not to take away from you, NHL, but it's almost more special for them, almost than for you. I mean, especially like your parents and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of trips and hockey practices and all that for the, you know, for all the work they put in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's like uh, you never. I mean, I don't think I would feel like you know I've arrived per se, like unless I played a long career in the NHL. Um, but you know, a lot of money spent and a lot of you know time spent that they could have been doing other things but uh, you know that's the, the benefit of having you know people like that you know in your family and, and your friends that are just you know, keep your circle small because of, you know those are people who are going to be there for you at the end of the day so it was, it was pretty awesome uh, to see that it was you know, pretty emotional so it was a fun experience and then just my last question, now that you're you know back here in Hershey, is it sort of just dominate at this level and you know wait for that next opportunity? Uh, yeah, I mean obviously it's it's a good group of guys here, so I think, you know, like the mindset of just win. You know, I mean I was at least like kinda of here last year, like we just win and you know, stuff personal for guys, you know, you, you can stuff that aside and just focus on the team winning. The rest of the, of the stuff, you know, kind of takes care of itself. And I think that's, you know, the, a lot of teams that I've played on, you know, coming up, that's been the, you know, the mentality. So um, we have guys that are unselfish, you know, as, as a whole. If you can get everyone to do that, like a lot of guys are going to get, you know, you know, what they want after the season. So you know, just take care of business as much as you can. Richard, did they have one or two? Um, just, just one quick question. Just obviously good, uh, 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 good to have you back, Hunter. And you already explained a lot of emotions that that that, that you've gone through from DC to uh, to to Hershey. Um, how are you keeping yourself mentally ready for when that next step comes, that next call up comes? Uh, I think uh, you know, just take it one day at a time, one game at a time. Uh, like, like that's the thing too is. Uh, and just because it was my first game up there, like the worst thing I think you can do, like probably in any sport, is treat it differently than any other game. Obviously, you, know, you have the same routine, the same approach, mentally, and, um, you know, and you find success doing things a certain way, and that's what's got you here. Whether it's you know for an individual or for a team, uh, the worst thing you can do is change that. So you know, just kind of stick with the stuff that I that I do. And, uh, you know, to get ready for the games or whatever it is, and uh, you know, you gotta trust in that. So that when you get in the games, you know, you, you feel like you prepared for it, and you can just go and play. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you. Thanks for your time, for sure. All right. Thank you to the two for those interviews as well. 
So let's take a look at the standings before we head on out of here. In the Atlantic, the Bears stand all alone, the Kings of the Mountain, with 12 points at 6-2 on the season so far. And second is the Hartford Wolfpack, who are at 5-2 with 10 points. Son, no, I told you uh, last weekend they um, only gave up four goals on the season. Well, that's up to 14. <laughs> Funny how things go g- turn around. The Charlotte Checkers and the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins both sit at 4-3 and three with 8 points. Also with 8 points is the Springfield Thunderboids at 4-4, four and four, but they have 8 points and a 500 record has them at 5th and 6th is the Lehigh Valley Phantoms with six points and three and four. The Providence Bruins with five points with uh, with a win, three losses, and an over overtime and a shootout loss. So they have three uh, bonus, three loser points. And then the Bridgeport Islanders with five points at two, four, and one. I guess Bridgeport has a better season series or whatever, so they're ranked ahead of of Bridgeport. Over in the north is Rochester leading that that with 11 points. The Marlies are in second with 10. Syracuse with 8 points. The Monsters with 8. The Belleville Senators at 7. Utica Comets with 4. And the Laval Rocket with 3. We're not going to deal with the West as of right now because... Season still early, and this podcast has gone on long enough to begin with. So thank you to everyone for your times, listens, and downloads to lengthy episode this week. But that's what happens when you have three games and plenty of things to talk about. So the Bears will be back at it on Wednesday, back home as the Phantoms come back, come back to the Bears for a Wednesday night start, seven o'clock at Giant Center. Next Friday, this Friday, we'll be back at it. The third back at Wilkes-Barre, 7.05-ish start up there in Wilkes. And then Saturday, the Bears are back against the Islanders. 7 o'clock start at Giant Center. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to listening this, this week. And above all else, go Bears. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!